welcome to the first ever Scream Cheese podcast. Uh, I'm Elton, the host-ish of this. I don't, know, I don't know if that's really a good word for it. It's quite a strong word for what I'm trying to do here today. But I've got the guys from A Night in the Abyss, uh, Scott, vocalist, and Jack. Yes, we'll just kind of talk about, you know, introducing yourselves and what you do in the band and, you know, what you've done recently with it and just, yeah, what you do. Okay, so uh, I am Jack Hicks. I play lead guitar, uh, orchestrate, and, and the main songwriter in A Night in the Abyss, uh, Bitch Boy General, and uh, yeah, <laughs> all of that good stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. Lovely to meet you. Ooh, yeah, it's nice to meet you, man. I mean, I've heard, I've, no, I've known Scott for a while. Uh, but oh, yeah, Scott, by the way, man. hello. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do the shout. Do the shouty, screamy stuff for a night in the abyss. Uh, write most of the lyrics, obviously co-write with Jack as well. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good time. Yeah, mm. nice. And when you say that you kind of like co-write, because uh, Jack, you're saying that you do like the guitar and the orchestration because that's quite a heavy yeah. thing. You know, you're quite implemented heavily in the orchestration side of yeah the band, and it's, it's it's quite a key element to your sound. Uh, exactly cool. how much of that comes first, like because as you're a guitarist and so. There are a, uh, there's a few different ways we kind of write songs and stuff like that. There's kind of three routes we would go down. We've got uh, someone else called Joel Rawlins in the band who plays keyboards currently who helps me out a lot with the orchestration. He's been taking a lot more of a helping hand uh, and kind of taking the helm of that recently on the on some of the newer songs and whatnot. But uh, when it comes to it, a lot of the time we will kind of base our songs off of the story before we even start writing it. That's okay. kind of been a big thing recently. Uh, because when we have a theme to write a song with, uh, we're very big about like the uh, audio and the visual elements going together sure. and stuff. We like to write tales where the orchestration is somewhat like a film. It peaks and troughs throughout the songs. Like A lot of people have criticised us for our song structures and them having seemingly no structure. But it is, uh, yeah. there is a bit of method in the mouth, I guess, so to speak. It's more about... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the uh, sound of it, yeah. it's, it's, it's more like... It, because, as you say, it's, it's just creepy, man. It's oh, yeah. I, like, I love it. It's so sick. Oh. Like, all the, the high strings and everything. Sounds like something like, if you excuse me saying, like the, the Tim Burton-esque sort of feel to it in some Thank you so much. As, uh, he is, he's one of... My, uh, my biggest inspiration is Danny Elfman when it goes like Danny Elfman uh, his music inspires me more for the kind of stuff we write than the, uh, most metal does nowadays yeah. like he's just released a solo album and just he's got such a weird way with music just creating quite diverse creepy soundscapes almost like not like quite whimsically evil yeah sound. I mean I heard happening in a way which I've always loved about that's, yeah. the, that's the one that you brought out on Sumerian recently that was a, yeah that was a fucking oh, freak show mate oh, I love yeah. it it was He's so like unsettling, guy. so unsettling, so kind of massive, and it's a real kind of deject from what yeah. he was doing, like orchestrally. But it's just, it's just so nice to have like a refreshing sort of orchestral part on top of such slamming metal that you guys make. Thank you so um, much. Yeah, it's like, you know, you get a lot of bands nowadays, um, and I say nowadays like I'm fucking fifty and fucking I'm not even thirty now. <laughs> <yet, but>, like, <laughs> But a lot of bands that do kind of get the most exposure with the scene are like, you know, the down-tempo bands and yeah. like all the sing-songy sort of stuff. But to have like such a kind of visceral sound come out of you guys and to have that yeah, man. along, it's, it's, it is refreshing because I, I grew up with, I was saying to Scott before, I was, it was kind of like a cradle of filth, yeah. sort of the whole like, especially like the shrill 
sort of vocals that Scott gives in sometimes. But love those guys, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Black Dahlia sort of feel to it, you know what I mean? Fuck yeah, my dude. It's funny you uh, you say that actually because the the ethos I've always kind of had I've always taken a lot of inspiration from uh, Danny Filth and stuff and uh, he's always been a massive uh, like he has always directed a lot of their videos and stuff like that even from an early age uh, the band starting and whatnot and I've always kind of wanted to con- make a continuation of that kind of gothic British horror novel s kind of sound to it like we're very inspired by the uh, the Soulsborne games like Bloodborne particularly yeah. and scenery of uh, quite like, heavily a lot of to our be fair. albums. Yeah, 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 quite heavily indeed. Uh, and even just like, I, you know, I grew up in the in the noughties getting into metal and stuff like that. And back then it was, it, I'm not going to be around the bus, it was quite corny. There was a lot of corny symphonic black metal about it. <laughs> <That was, laughs> Finding my, my bread and butter before Deathcore really came about and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's yeah. I, I can see it kind of coming into the music. I used to play a lot of World of Warcraft as a kid as well. Like all the music from that has kind of gone into our sound a little bit to the point like I'm, feel like I'm regurgitating ideas from 15 years ago sometimes that people aren't going to... uh... But it does give a sort (laughs) of nostalgic feel to it. Like, as you were saying about um, the whole Bloodborne thing, because I'm a massive um, Lovecraft fan as well, and that all comes through the mythos and everything on that, which kind of comes back to, like, the design and, like, the artwork that you guys have chosen for the new release. Um, It kind of reminds me of, like, this math, like, that kind of... It just it sounds massive, and it has to have, like, the imagery of it being massive, and with the whole souls born sort of background like the music it's it's it really does show with it and i think that's why people kind of gravitate to that because they kind of think like oh that sounds exactly like this stage when i you know got fucking out to hit this thing once and then roll 50 fucking times and it's just it's just a nice feeling this is why thank you I've loved that. This is what I've loved about the newer kind of wave of deathcore and stuff. Because whilst there are, there's a lot of symphonic elements in the bands going about and stuff, I feel like a lot of them outsource their orchestration. Whereas with us, it's such an integral part of the music as much as the metal element of it that we've always kind of just tried to persevere and uh, try and make that a bigger part as the albums go on. Like you'll notice on the first EP and stuff, there's a lot less synth throughout is mainly just piano strings a little bit of choir yeah. whereas on the new ones we completely base the orchestration around what the story that's going on for for example if we're writing a song about uh i don't know vampirism or something like that we will have uh organs throughout we will have mm-hmm. uh, church bells ringing out anything that's going to set off a particular vibe or a kind of sound or kind of draw you into that kind of imagery because that at the end of the day that's what a lot of people are doing when they're clip writing for films and stuff like that you have to take in the vibe of the yeah. film you have to think about where it's set mm. uh the era that it was set in uh what particular place and stuff so a lot of our kind of stories are based on european folklore things like that and uh yeah such so i try and base it a lot around those kind of parts and stuff like uh I can't really give too much away at the moment, obviously. No, yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, yeah, no, but, but from hearing back on Necropolis, because I did uh, listen yeah. back to it, because to be honest, I'd Begotten was the first thing that I'd heard from you guys. Yeah. Um, just because no, I've, I've, I've been mates with Scott uh, for a bit of time. Mm, um, God, it's, he, it's um, almost, t- almost 10 years now. Yeah, man. Like, that was back when we were working at Beacot, and it was, but I won't, I won't name drop too much because I don't want to, I don't want to big or like kind of put anyone down. But uh, we went, we met there, and it was just, that's what I was saying to you before about this whole like, you're, you're, you're doing it now, and it's really cool. And then when I heard Begotten, I was like, mate, fucking son of self affliction. That is, that is heavily. Thank you so much, um, man. At, yeah, at, man. That's atmospheric. Like, just, I mean, obviously, like us, like suspended and other tunes on, the, on, on there are, aren't as heavily. Yeah, um, orchestral. But then that's that's even more so than Necropolis. So I guess like yeah, the writing the writing back 
uh, when you were doing Necropolis was a bit different. I'm I'm assuming as well. Yeah, we had we had a few different members back at the time, and I think that kind of rubbed off a lot. Uh, our newer keyboardist, our newest member, Joel, is uh, uh, well, I guess yeah, I guess he has our newest member. Joel is uh, been taking the hands a lot in like writing some of the newer stuff and kind of just that's why I think a lot of our stuff is more keyboard related, piano related. Uh, sometimes we have been writing songs with the orchestration entirely before we will even touch the the actual song and stuff oh, that kind of get and i've heard uh, this method works quite a lot for other bands such as like i know flesh got apocalypse do it for example i've heard dimmy borger used to do this a lot back in the day yeah. and stuff uh but yeah it's kind of just evolved each uh, each release into just doing something a bit different yeah i mean it's it's uh, how long ago it was like 2016 was it i, I think it was yeah it was yeah. Uh, yeah. 2016 so four half a decade ago that's quite crazy to think about really. <laughs> yeah but it, i mean like it's again the whole nostalgia of like going back even to just five years ago that's yeah that, that shit was like it, was, it, it is really yeah 2016 was one of my favorite years of death War as well i don't feel like oh yeah symphonic black metal kind of side of deathcore were kind of really caught on yet and nowadays it's almost like we're one in a million yeah. whenever i uh I go on Spotify or anything like that. There's so many bands trying to do the symphonic thing, yeah. kind of just constantly outsourcing it or just, uh, you know, not really going too in-depth with it. It's more just a bit of an art before. Yeah. No, because no, it was, it was you saying that, it was so, um, well, first, when I saw Scott, the last time I saw him, which is why we actually got on to do this in the first place. I was like, yeah, we're doing a podcast. Now, if you want to get on it, let us know. Mm -hmm. um, and it was around about that time where... I was like, it's on Slam Worldwide, man. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love Slam Worldwide, and I love, I, I love all the bands that I've, I've seen. I've, I've, I've found so many sick bands on that particular distributor. Yeah, they have uh, like something that's kind of like you're more like Pale Face or uh, <laughs> you know Bitterwood from Scotland or something to have yeah. what you guys do. On Slam Worldwide, and to be like, I know this guy. This is so sick. <laughs> it, it was just like, yeah, it was just, it was oh, just nice you, to just see it, and it's just, so, it's just, it's just, it hits me, man. It's, it's, I'm so fucking without saying like a patronizing twat. I'm proud of you, mate. Oh no, no, <laughs> not. no. But um, no. So I guess like with with the new release as well, we're talking about like Necropolis. Let's let's get on to kind of like the new stuff that you've been, yeah, or the newest yeah. stuff anyway. Exactly. So when when Scott kind of being i guess one of the newest members right yeah well i think well no i was after joel so i am the newest member technically yeah did you find it kind of um i don't know i guess like kind of going into the deep end with this seeing as they'd already had a roster of more kind of grindy sort of songs as opposed to i mean your vocal styles are very similar from necropolis as well yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so, so i guess that wasn't really too much of uh, sort of learning curve for you. I well, was going to say, sorry, uh, I was going to say just to pick up Scott one sec. He joined the band and he almost immediately seemed to fit like a glove. Like, uh, there's oh, not a lot man. of musicians. There's not a lot of musicians I work with who I can just say go write lyrics or a story for a song, and I come back and I. Um, I'm a massive perfectionist. I mean, yeah. I, for a lot oh, of yeah. people get, get this kind of vibe from it and stuff. Uh, when you get lyrics back from someone that's kind of not even really been learning the vibe of the band over the past five or six years and stuff, and they've just yeah. nailed it within six months, yeah, it's absolutely amazing when you kind of find someone that you can just bounce ideas back and forth with. Uh, Joel is a lot like that as well. It's mm -hmm. quite, yeah. 
strange. Yeah, really. I, I assume that you would be doing like uh, Joel's job um, in Metropolis, yeah. and like I mean, obviously with with everything being more heavily based on you know the strings and the, yeah. the kind of atmosphere of the of, of the new release. I guess you kind of like just fob that off in in a way, um, and then just have Joel like just have his have his way with it. Yeah. Well, before it was it was more kind of uh, yeah. I, I I kind of am still quite heavily involved in the orchestration even nowadays, but I let Joel kind of go in. He's, he's, been, he's been uh, he's been bang on it recently. To be fair, he's coming out with some crackers, mate. Yeah, yeah, he's mm. fantastic. It's, oh, uh, it's, it's always great just having a, a group of musicians behind yourself when it's uh, they all, all the pieces just fall into place and stuff like that. And obviously, I understand that's the issue for a lot of UK bands. It can take quite a few years before that even happens. Sometimes, I mean, it happens for a lot of bands that have been going for twenty odd years. Like, mm. I mean, to have like you guys, I mean, like you said before, five years, you know, for 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 what you guys write. Because it is technical, yeah. and it is fast, and it is like completely like this is this is the kind of stuff. If you don't mind me saying, this is the kind of stuff that puts people off metal. Yeah, <laughs> like, the nicest way possible. Do you know what I mean? Like no, no, it's, it's so vicious, but it's so precise. And I guess like the you you will have to have the good chemistry to kind of get anything oh, like that, even just the ball rolling just with it. Um, I guess the lyrics kind of come in at the end as well with the, in that process because mm. everything's kind of like with the signature changes and what well, speed goes where and everything like that. It was yeah. more especially so with Begotten, uh, like uh, everyone, that, well, Jack written most of, of that EP before I had joined. Uh, so I just kind of had to bolt my things onto it, which was absolutely fine. Um, it was really fun, really good to really yeah. sort of push myself from what I was used to, mm. used to writing. I feel like on the newer stuff, Scott's had a lot more kind of creative control over what he's doing vocally, and we've just had a lot more fun. Just with, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, it's been a fucking great time. Vocals and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. The new material we have been working on is unapologetically uh, heavy, as was the older stuff, but kind of mixed with that seemingly uh, macabre sound that we've always tried to pervade mm -hmm. in our music. UK sad boys right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby girl. Sorry. You're just getting it out of you. You're getting it out, and mate, fucking like, like I say, it's it's just nice to have like a nice dejection from yeah. all the other stuff that other people are making. And I'm not, I'm not going to say that it's above anything or it's below anything because yeah. it's all, it's all, it just, it's, it's, it's so. Music is all just, subjective at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but with what you guys do, I think it, it, it does take a lot of time, I guess, to write. Even because, like, one of the, like, you've got some tracks that are like six, seven, eight minutes long. Yeah, yeah. You know. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and is that is that kind of just like it's all very progressive, and it's it all will just kind of become a big, yeah, just like motif of. Yeah, that's precisely what I was uh, I was talking about earlier. I, I would compare a lot of our stuff. People have said it's a bit riff salad in the past, which I kind of can understand. Uh, but again, when you think about how it goes, it peaks and troughs with the different narratives that happen in the music and stuff. I think it's really important to kind of do that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like, uh, just as an example, there's a song called Pavel Nocturnus of Necropolis, which is about uh, lucid dreaming. Now, the whole beginning of the song is quite... I wouldn't say evil sounding. It's all about drifting through space and being able to actualize uh, your dream in front of you. Uh, but the dream, because when that happens a lot of the time, it 
turn into sleep paralysis if people do it the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the song turns to that kind of feel halfway in between it because of that. That's when all the, the weird synths start coming in, all of the kind of more twisted sounding vocals and stuff like that. So even back then when we weren't necessarily telling actual stories, it was kind of more concepts and ideas that would happen. It's kind of, uh, yeah. It translates as well. Yeah. From from the thought inside your head. I mean, it's, it's, have you ever had, does it ever deject from that? Or is it all pretty much like, you know, exactly how you would imagine it would sound? Uh, a lot of the time, yeah, it can move all over the place and kind of stuff like that. Like I've tried to go a bit more out there in terms of the emotions and stuff out on the newer songs and whatnot. Uh, it's definitely, it's yeah. Of, Absolutely. Yeah, so it's kind of, you know, hitting, hitting all the different barriers. Like we don't want everything to just be absolutely terrifyingly evil sounding we want songs that are going to be sad and like give you goosebumps and uh, you can actually empathize with characters in it and uh almost feel like it's like tearing on your heartstrings when you read along to the story and you hear it with all the strings going by yeah. and songs like yeah because with uh the new ep you've got a good a nice even number of just yeah filth but like suspended that that first sort of riff um which will kind of play in a little bit um that first sort of riff it, it is a dejection from everything else that i've heard so far <coughs> excuse me and i mean it is obviously symphonic still yeah but the, the, that crunch riff at the beginning is uh is different yeah. to, as say you know aborted idol yeah that precisely that song was uh all intended just to make people feel as anxious as possible as it keeps building up and building oh, up yeah. the next part. Just and then inducing the panic. Yes, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> mm, I mean, it is a slow song, but it's not. If you know what I mean? Yeah, it evolves. It's the, it's the, slow, yeah, it's yeah. the slowest one that you've got on the new release, but I mean, still, it fucking rips I me apart. Oh, <laughs> Ironically, I, I actually intended that one to be slow the whole way through, but as the story kind of evolved around it and stuff, we were just like, you to kind of... Induce the urgency a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like when you when you come to write like as as the story progresses through all these songs as well? Is okay. is story like a big kind of novel? Is like the whole EP like a big story in itself, or are they all individual? So, tell? so it's kind of like this mass. We well, we've discussed this. Me and Jack have discussed this before, where we want this uh, like massive overarching storyline. So, so it it starts with pestilence it's a, yeah it is pestilence isn't it uh yeah yeah it starts in pestilence with the plague doctor um and then that that character is the main antagonist in begotten with his son ludwig okay who, yeah yeah <laughs> um <laughs> uh how's, how's it really start um so in pestilence he loses his wife doesn't he I'm pretty sure, yeah. and he goes mad. He starts killing yada yada, yada. you know the good yeah. shit. Um, uh, several years pass uh, with him and his son, and his son yearns for his mother's love again. Obviously, not being there with the cruelties of his father, just being horrible, abusing him, and it, that's that is the kind of main story between One for Sorrow and what was the next one. Uh, was it suspended as next? Or yeah, so it's, it's all very cheery stuff, as you can obviously tell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, this, this, like, actually, hearing like, the background, because like, I'm a massive nerd for like backstories and that. So, yeah, hell yeah. You know, when, you know, when you used to get like a, like a CD 
mm-hmm. uh, and you all like and you used to go through all the lyric books and you see like all the imagery for yeah. each one and then like it, like some bands would put like different pictures for different songs and stuff like that and yeah. that's like the long that's like the, the, the that's that's what i love to kind of i love that as well in fact that's oh, kind yeah. of what i miss about metal nowadays is people are so afraid of being nerds about it it's a genre full of absolute geeks why are you being yeah, right. apologetic about like I work very closely with a band called Distant. I handled uh, the orchestration for their last three, uh, sorry, last two EPs and their last album. Yeah. And those those guys have just got the lore of their stories absolutely down. They've released a whole, whole book that they've printed with all imageries, uh, maps within it, and it details all the lore from all their albums. It's all really heavily connected and stuff like mm. that. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing when they, they put it up for release. I was like, fuck. Yeah, legit. <laughs> Literally, we were talking about doing that shit, man, and then they pump it out, and we're just like, fuck. <laughs> and fucking they've got like, connections uh, in Amazon or something. Yeah, legit, uh, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time, I know, we were only joking about it. I love those guys to bits. Oh, yeah, of course, man. Yeah. For real. But, um, I mean, like, but, but, but what you guys have kind of, like, churned out, it's been, like, just trying to, like, get all the imagery behind it is yeah. nice. And like to know that there's like a whole like you've actually created like characters in this world. It's kind of like a concept, it is, um, yeah. in a way. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that. I so can't. Pretty... I can't reveal too much, uh, obviously. But uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the the next the next release, sorry, is going to be a collection of short stories, almost like an anthology. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we're going to be working more kind of within that world where things are set within the same universe, town. Uh, happens and stuff I'm just doing that like trying to move forward kind of with a bit less because i mean i mean writing concept eps and concept albums is great but a lot of the time you get eight songs in and stuff like that I'm like fuck what did we say on the first one yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it is it's very grueling work especially when you're trying to sync all the orchestration up with the peaks and troughs of the music and trying to make it sound like actually encompasses what's going on within the concept mm. and stuff like yeah yeah, you don't want to kind of drown out too much with certain parts either, I suppose. Like, no, precisely. Too heavily, but it, it's it's so organic, and I think that's yeah. kind of why it's kind of it's it sounds so kind of like it's meant to be there. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. like it kind of like the imagery does reflect what you is that, that that giant monster as well. Anyone who's seen uh, the artwork for Begotten has obviously seen the giant fucking wind beast from the, the fourth track. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I was just wondering, is that like that's obviously what you're saying from Begotten, like yeah. as, as I mean the track of me. Yeah, he, he is. That's just such a cool idea to kind of have that sort of creature because you get like a lot of bands that have albums that have monsters on them, but they don't really have any sort of kind of meaning. They're yeah. just there to look creepy. But to have that like as like a kind of like you know just artwork to do with what you're trying to say. Well, that's yeah. Oh, that's that's an extra li- layer of yeah, kind of yeah, imagery, you know. Well, it's literally part of the. It's literally that the image of the EP is essentially the last frame of the song. Yeah. Uh, in Begotten, so it's like the end of the song is uh, the artwork for the EP. Yeah. If you get a, if you get a chance, have a look at the lyrics. You'll be able to spot at least four of the locations that parts of the story happen throughout the song within the album cover. Like there is the chateau, the mm-hmm. top on the hill. Sure, yeah, which no. is where one one for tomorrow, the first song takes place. There is uh the woods, which is where the second and third one take place, and it gets closest to the mountain the peak, and then you see it erupting through the city mm. in the fourth track, which is uh 
all based in the same world as Necropolis. We use the same artists. We had them based all around the same town, almost like it's like main part of the city and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, 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 it's the same universe yes. as well. Yeah. So there, the, there's, uh, actually, there's actually a, uh, a time gap between Suspended by a Thread and Begotten. Okay. So uh, near the end of the Suspended, um, the son gets killed and they both go into the crypt together to die. Um, but Begotten is about a small band of cultists that have formed around uh, this man who's been killing his son f uh, for, quote-unquote, the, the plague, as we called it. Um, and they, the story is they go out into the wilderness trying to find their destiny within these, this crypt. Uh, so they eventually, song goes on, all nice and beautiful songwriting, uh, we get to the end of the song where they finally get into the crypt and the main ringleader kills all his subordinates uh, to sacrifice himself to open up the door. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just flicking through the lyrics now just to get, get, get into <laughs> yeah, it. A fair bit. It sounds like there's a fair bit to go through, so I'll give you that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so he starts chowing down on the remains of the inside of, of the sarcophagus and which ah oh, sorry to interject uh funny story i don't know if you ever saw the gofundme for oh yeah, yeah yes yeah this is <laughs> uh, yeah no take it take it away jack because this all right, all right, this all right. bit inspired like the story for this song <laughs> yeah <laughs> so a a gofundme or crowdfund meme where people were trying to uh basically raise a petition so that they could drink the black goo within the soft coffers found when you were in a tomb, right? Okay. And, and we were just like, you know what, we need to include that in there, just like softly. So if anyone thinks back to like, I mean, the song was written in like 2018, so it's it's a bit outdated yeah. at the point it was released and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still... <laughs> so, I don't know. It's a nice wink, though. No, it's cool. It's nice to be... That's a nice... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really cool backstory. <laughs> So I'm guessing that these aren't just like rank regular stories. They do come from like actual events in your lives and yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um, they are kind of somewhat derivative and obviously we just expand on that and make a flesh it out and make a world out of it. Yeah. I mean, we're no fucking screenwriters at the end of the day. We're just a bunch of Grebos, so like... Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're exactly right, man. I mean, I've, I've seen a couple of the... Uh... The live shows that you've done as well, and the oh, atmosphere behind that, and it really does translate live as well. Thank you. Oh, yeah, thank we're you, really man. trying to work on that going forward and stuff, and just trying to make sure it's a proper like visual kind of element to the show, lights, mm -hmm. yeah. smoke, all that kind of stuff, being a bit more, uh, I don't know, just a bit more mysterious about it and stuff. I, w I want when we finally get some money behind it, I would, I would really like to make it more theatrical and make it like a show, not just like we're, you know we're playing music to a bunch of people, but an actual. Yeah, like a show, like a performance and yeah, that kind of way. If you know what sure. I mean, you, you go down to Broad Street and then you see A Night in the Abyss is begotten. Like, you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it kind of reminds me of a band that I saw, Bloodstock, uh, a few years back now, um, a band called Hell. And they're yeah. like uh, yeah, yeah, old yeah. school thrash metal, you know what I mean? Like they're very they're very um, visual as well. There's actually a guy from Some Soap. Uh, uh, he was uh, he was the vocalist for that band. Uh, he used to be, I think, on like, Emmerdale. Um, 
Oh, amazing. Um, something like that. Fucking Hemadeo. Yeah, so, and it actually, it, it comes out, you're talking about, like, this visuals for a show, he comes out on fucking stilts that look like goat legs. Oh, Covers man. himself in, like, red paint, fat fucking horns, like, in that fucking, like, Tim Curry from Legend. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he comes out, and he's just like, yeah! and it's a proper thing yeah like you say like a whole like it's not just like music it's 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 a show like a a, a sensory yeah sort of bit a big thing that they put a lot of effort into so that'd be cool to kind of see like you guys do that that's where i want to that's what i envision us doing a a little film further down the line when we get a bit more funds behind us to pull it off like we're looking into do you know of gary fay i think his name is he makes, uh, 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 don't worry if you don't, but he makes these like articulate hand claws and they look fucking insane. They're stupid expensive, but uh, yeah, he's done them for like, uh, I know he's done them for Lady Gaga. Uh, he's done them for a few other artists. Um, right. They look, honestly, they look so good, but they're going to be a real good part for our live performance and videos when we do eventually get around to getting them. Because there's yeah, like, awesome there's like an eight month waiting list. <laughs> Oh, no way. Yeah, well, no. So, to be fair, with Lady Gaga, yeah, you've got to be kind of like a pretty high-profile sort of guy to be doing that. I can imagine, like, I, I've seen a lot of cosplay, like, on YouTube, just, like, people with these massive, like, suits for, like, you know, Warhammer 40K. Oh, man, it's like, insane. Space Marines and Absolutely stuff Absolutely like insane. We've, uh, we've actually been working quite closely on a project regarding, uh, well, the person who was working on it did work on, I think it was the Witcher series and the Human Centipede. Yes, yes. yes. Quite cool. <laughs> a bit of a bit of a CV, that isn't it? Yeah, yeah, legit. <laughs> it's mad. Oh, I won't, I won't, I won't pry too much because obviously, like, you want oh, no, no, to like, surprise the people. Yeah, but so, yeah. so is it, is it more, is it kind of like going more with the newest release, or is it going to be kind of like foreshadowing uh, the new we'll, one? We'll see. We'll see. Sorry, yeah. I can't really much at the moment my lips are a little slightly uh sealed at the moment just <laughs> talking a bit more about this that's that's really exciting to kind but of like, look in the words of your favorite local band big things coming soon. <laughs> 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 that was uh, a good plug i'm going to be playing a tune next from begotten uh, amazing suspended by thread let's go
so that was suspended by a thread. Um, and yeah, we were talking very. Tune. No, what fucking mate. Tune. Honestly, it was. It was. It was. It's. I think this. Well, it was the second music video you guys brought out for that release, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because obviously you've got three visuals, I believe. Mm. Um, obviously, one's a lyric video. Uh, but yeah. was, and it was so sick, actually, Scott, seeing you in a fucking music video, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Man, honestly, it's the weirdest thing. I've never done music videos before. Like, we filmed Begotten one day, and then literally the next day we filmed Suspended. Uh, and Suspended was just on my own. So it was, I don't know, really weird. <laughs> I felt yeah. I felt stupid doing it, but it was, oh, man, honestly, it was such a good time. I loved it. Yeah, but when the when the song fully kicks in in that first part with the the blast and the lead guitar comes in, and you just like actually look like a composer, and your arms just out and it goes dun dun sort of thing. That 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 fucking threw me. Oh, that sent me. I was like, wow, oh, boy. <laughs> this, like a, this looks like a proper a legit video. It's so cool. But that oh. that particular tune that we just had, um, you were saying before that it's it's part of the kind of like the law, um, mm-hmm. kind of followed on from Necropolis. Do you think that, like, it's going to kind of carry on in the universe? And So, I will say that I will say this much. It carries over once in the next lot of stories. Um, so, that's going to be the main arcing over story. Well, what we've spoken about anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah that that storyline is going to be the main over arc over however long we want to do it for. Um, but the story only continues for that once in the next release. Mm, okay. Yeah, because it would be kind of cool to just sort of see like a like a running, sort of like Iron Maiden, how they've got characters that are reoccurring and stuff like yeah. that. And obviously they're, they're set in different timelines and everything else, but it's the same sort of, it's kind of like the same character, but in different universes, which I'm assuming is kind of similar. similar. Yeah, similar line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've actually got a plan for Begotten 2, Bat Out of Hell. It was so funny when we finally got the uh, the artwork drawn up for Begotten because obviously it's like this like vampire bat lord. And it was about the same time uh, coronavirus was like coming around and everyone was like, oh, bat soup. And we were like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Legit, we were just like this. Gonna come at a worst possible time, singing about the plague, having a bat as a fucking poster piece. <laughs> yeah, no, that's ah, oh, but mate, what, I never put that together. That is, I, I'm never, I'm gonna have to listen to this again now and just kind of like pick out so, which parts. Like, it'd be like a Simpsons episode when you guys yeah, like predicting yeah. the future. <laughs> oh man, it was so funny at the time. Like, honestly, it couldn't have come like a more of a perfect time. Mm. Speaking of the, um, the pandemic as well, I, I just want to talk about like how that's kind of affected you guys, because um, you were saying that it got released just as the pandemic sort of came about. Yeah, um, yeah. And because of that, it, it can't have been too easy to kind of do live shows. I mean, are you, you going to be kind of getting back to that anytime sort of soonish? Or uh, yeah, we're we're planning to do a, a couple of tours later in this year and just kind of get out on the road a bit more, dependent on obviously guidelines and how how feasible that is really um obviously yeah. given everything going on at the moment it's quite difficult for british bands and stuff getting out there but we're aiming no, to I suppose about... it hasn't sorry carry on i know I, I was gonna say we're aiming to about november december kind of time and uh yeah really really the, i think the funniest thing about this whole kind of coronavirus thing is obviously the 
age with I, I call it the age of consumption we're in in the past like three four years where spotify has just become the domineering platform they reward bands basically on how frequently they release music mm -hmm. they playlist them uh if they release music more frequently and because of that i kind of feel like a lot of times nowadays bands are just clamoring to release the next EP, next album as quick as possible without a lot of thought going into it whereas i'm kind of that older generation where i think an album should be there's no point releasing it unless it's going to be better than the last exactly one the exactly day. yeah you can't you can't half ask something that you're creating no, like, exactly. that, that, like this this is going to be out there forever exactly that. that's how i see it and it's it, yeah, so yeah, far, yeah. like with with um you know the five-year gap between the first release and begotten was that majority writing as well or is that obviously like doing shows and then that was, know, uh, you could. to be honest i think that was a bit of a i don't even know i got a bit quite in my own head about how it was supposed to sound the cp and obviously years kind of went by and stuff like that i rewrote the ep lots of different times just trying to nail the sound i had in my head and just trying to kind of do that we had a lot of lineup changes as well we spent about a year and a half looking for a vocalist uh the, a lot of the material on the on next releases was being written as far back as 2017 and stuff like that so it's kind of getting to that stage now where i'm very anti-trend when it comes to metal i don't like doing things if it's going to be dated to that specific time period and i know a lot of deathcore bands are quite guilty of that they will do I, I i second that with you jack honestly i can't i i don't like jumping on trends no neither like, do I, because as soon as you jump on a trend you've dated it to that particular period i could go back and listen to the night in the abyss song now and if we had put all tunnel throat vocals on it and just the heaviest breakdown we possibly could and stuff i'd probably feel a bit like i was trying to do that to kind of I don't know. Oh, you sound like Lorna Shaw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and, it, and that's the thing. We've never wanted to be a tribute band to any other band. We've always just wanted to do our own thing and kind of persevere and just... Unfortunately for us, it seems that trends are the way to get bigger as a band, especially within the deathcore era as well, or the deathcore genre rather, and just... Uh, yeah, yeah. Making something as angry as what you guys make, you know, it's, it is accessible. And then when when the bands try to become a bit too, it becomes like the big grey space of what is and what isn't like deathcore or metalcore or yeah, you know, yeah, tech death yeah. or something. And it, it's it's more. I guess it would be just more rooted towards like you wanting to just tell that story the way that you want to. Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of the funny. It's kind of the funny thing now because I know obviously the whole black and death court thing has massively taken off in the past couple of years, and I, I feel like we kind of—I uh, don't want to say miss the boat because that was never our intention to do that. Really, uh, we've always just wanted to write our own sound. It just happens to be coincidental that uh, a lot of Everyone our members doing it now. A lot of our members <laughs> grew up on uh, grew up on black metal. Our drummer uh, used to play a lot of shows with like bands like Thirteen Forty Nine, Marder, all these kind of people and stuff, and. Uh, yeah. I think that kind of translates a lot into the kind of music because a lot of us aren't, aren't deathcore fans, to be honest with you, but we happen to be in a band that gets lumped in with that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Mate, I don't listen to a lot of deathcore, honestly. Like, I, yeah. I, my, my, personally, my, my favourite band is Leprous. I fucking love Leprous so much, and I'm going to be seeing them in December, and I'm so excited. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can kind of like you can take cues, can't you? At least, yeah, oh, like you can take like you need to you need to kind of keep. I mean, because when you hear something, you're like, oh, I like the sound of that, and it's and it is yeah. current. You know, it's, you need to kind of keep it current, right? Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah, keeping it current. And the other thing I've noticed as well is this is quite odd because things have such a high turnover rate now for music. A band's releasing songs every uh, I don't know four months or 
six months or so, or just the new EP and stuff that yeah, it kind of ends up a little bit convoluted and stuff. You end up with all these bands just I feel like releasing the same song multiple times. Yeah. yeah. Almost. Yeah. I mean, like with, with the amount of time that you have now, yeah. Um, without without being able to sadly, without having to be able to do live shows, I mean the writing stage now must be kind of consistent at least. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, uh, you've been kind of writing for like about a couple months now, I'm guessing. Oh, we've, been writing, we've been writing for quite a while to be honest i mean the the method i always kind of have is as soon as one release is done i want to have at least 80 percent done for the next because exactly yeah people have such short attention spans nowadays you can release an album and then you can quite easily see fans drop off not too much after unless they keep releasing things once a week or they keep their fans engaged keep checking on their social media and stuff like mm-hmm. it is so different how it was even five years ago and i think that's what the learning curve kind of came just between 2016 the Acropolis kind of era Forgotten era going forward, trying to. Uh, and uh, at the end of the day, we don't write short songs. We don't write songs. No. We don't write radios. We don't write radio singles. We don't no, no, no. do any of that kind of stuff. We've always kind of just done it our own way and stuff, which I've I've always believed is probably the better way to do it if you're in metal because being in a metal band and following trends is quite predominantly against what I know. A lot of people don't think like that nowadays and stuff, but I feel like that is quite predominantly against what the the genre entails. No, well, I mean, like, it is, it's, it's still the rock and roll ethos, isn't it? It is, I mean, yeah. Because, because yeah, a lot, yeah, of, a lot yeah. of these trend bands, like, they will just be in it for, they'll be like, they'll be like, I don't know, like, like more like rap artists than yeah. heavy metal singers or heavy metal guitarists or whatever. And then it will be just like, it will just be trends. And we'll always get back to that. And it will, yeah. it will just be. And it's like, like, like I've said before, I've heard I've heard bands that have existed the same amount of time as us. Like we formed around about when the gen stuff was all taking off. Loads of bands kind of had that as a part of their genre, and then it turned into slam in like 2017. Yeah, now yeah. everyone's jumping. Everyone's like, oh yeah, we we play black metal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We've got synths in our music, etc. But uh, I've, I've always really been against that. I, I can't stand it to be honest with you. It feels mm. super disingenuous when people just keep switching their style and can't seem to settle on one for one album i say this but yeah we've, exactly. done, that. we've done that a little bit but at the end of the day i think well, not more, really yeah but that's I, just evolving as a band not like yeah i mean we've only, the trends we've only yeah. got one one album at the end of the day so the the sound well, what an album what yeah an album. Oh, thank you so much thank you <laughs> i should be doing that while you guys are chatting it's just kind of following on from what your roots are Really? Yeah, I mean, like there are there are more elements of the orchestra, and I think that it kind of gave me like a sort of like a Hans Zimmer sort of vibe oh, um, to to this release, nice. as opposed to the first one having you know more of a deathcore, yeah. uh, mellow death sort of sound to it, with instances of orchestration. But this yeah. sounds more like it's encompassed, like it's it's like you can't have a night in the abyss now without that sound, oh. and that is oh, that right. is literally just following on from you know, what you've already been doing before and then just making it better and better. And, you know, it's it's the production value of Begotten as well, if you don't mind me saying, is, 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 is you know, leaps and bounds. Oh, thank you so much. Metropolis yeah, man, much appreciate that. It is, it is very um, modern sounding. Uh, it was written between me, Scott, Joel, our previous vocalist, Josh, had written a couple of riffs. I think Chris had helped with a couple parts, our other guitarist as well. Yeah. Uh, normally kind of what happens yeah. is when someone writes a song, it's, it's very much their idea and we'll go through the song as it's finished and people will write their own parts and try and make it a bit more interesting for themselves and stuff like that and kind of, you know, bring 
obviously a drummer's mindset, a bassist mindset to those particular yeah. parts and stuff like that, and just find ways that we can let the instruments have their moment, but still not overtake the kind yeah. of overall sound and stuff. Like with the way that the songs are written and kind of like how they evolve as they mm. go, and as they're all part of the same story, I guess it kind of like it allows you to branch out enough, but still keep the pace of it. Yeah, if you know definitely. what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't wait for the next stuff. It's, it's, it's oh, jeez, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't say so myself, I won't obviously get you guys to do go and do it too much. Cause, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's uh, it's One it's pretty down. spooky, mate. Mm. I mean, because you were you were talking about uh, your old vocalist yeah. having uh, a kind of a, like dipping a toe. Well, he was. Uh, he was actually the co-songwriter before our keyboardist Joel had joined and he used to help me out a lot with structuring and all that kind of stuff. So it's always been kind of like, I've, I've, I've just seen the, uh, the writing side of things and then just had what I would call secondary writers, almost like, like a seed effect in a way. A lot of the time someone will show me a part, like a bass line or a keyboard part, and I'll write something around that, whether it would be like a full section, like a verse or a pre-chorus or something like that. Mm. But it's, no, it's cool my, that you guys are still like, you know, collaborating as well. Yeah. It's the best way, I feel. Uh, if we're all, like, in our own corners writing something, I don't know, it just feels a bit dissociated with each other, if you know what I mean. Like I said, like, me and Jack co-write the lyrics. We'll be mm. in a room together. We'll have a good time, and we'll just write dumb shit, and it's it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's often the thing about someone having a vision. Uh, it's yeah. if you take a vision and you split it up between more than two to three people, and everyone wants it to, to be a democracy, then that vision then just gets kind of torn apart and it's not what the original, what the original idea was, so to speak. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's quite important. A lot of times in, in most aspects, whether it's a piece of art, whether it's a piece of music, film, you're not going to have five or six directors on a film at the end of the day, are you? And you're not going to have five or six main songwriters in a band because, well, you might have your periphery, but as soon as... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but but again, not... they are uh, they are a band that have always kind of like known what their sound is. They're probably what four or five albums deep now, aren't they? So they kind of yeah, it's, yeah. it's very rooted in what they sound like. Like yeah, they have, they have a right to sort of do that, I guess. Yeah, like... yeah. And with with um, you guys sitting down and doing the lyric side of things, mm-hmm. how does does it come from like you get the law started first and then you get like a story yeah, from yeah. that? Definitely. So we have we have like the rough idea, and then we come up with the story of what, however it will be. I'm not going to say what the new stuff is. Um, and then we just write, yeah, and then we just write the lyrics to it. Uh, see what works. With mm. What we hit up thesaurus.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like similes. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, for like real, big man. Words. Yeah. <laughs> heavy, heavy on that shit. It's funny you say that because one of my friends is a uh, he's screenwriter. He's trying to get into it at the moment. Speaking to him, even just about how. Oftentimes, you will have what I call uh, a word bank of just words which you think kind yes. of give off a certain vibe or a certain sound and stuff like that. So, I've just got like a whole almost dictionary with words circled in it that I like to use because of the way the certain syllables sound in the word and stuff like that. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and everything because the beat's always changing with you guys as well. Yeah, it's consistently changing and like the tempo changes and yeah. the time signatures and that. That's got to be every... that's got to be a lot of fun actually to do. Oh man, it's such a good time. But every sort of kind of little detail like that is on purpose. Like it all has its own use, if you if you would call it that, its own purpose in itself. Yeah. Nice. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. 
it's a good time. Especially on the, the, the final track, Begotten, because that was, uh, well, I mean, it was, it was the first track that I'd heard from you guys, like, ever. Um, Thank I, you. I think I kind of actually, I did dabble on Necropolis, I think, a few years back, um, just as I was going through playlists on, yeah. you know, like, you know, it could be anything from, like, Metal Blade to Nuclear Blast on, on these playlists, and it could be, like, a full album stream. I uh, think, lyrically, uh, Begotten was the most fun to write, I feel. Um, I spent a lot of my time just walking to work, just headphones in, blasting it, just writing lyrics down, see what I can come up with. Mm. I think my favourite line in like the whole song is, um, oh, the air is so clear, the familiar chill of the boreal breezes embraces me dear on the bleakest, on the bleakest hyperborean nights. I don't know, I just, I fucking love that line. Mm, no, it's it's all that. Oh, it just sounds like something from a fucking Tolkien book, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. That's what, oh, man. That's what I kind of want to go for. I kind of want. This is this bring is bring forth idea. the imagination for it. I just mm. thought I'd interject a sec. I've always thought this is quite interesting. My uh, my stepdad, his father was a poet from Oxford called John Wayne, not the cowboy, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was, he, he was a part of something called the Angry Young Men Society, which was a poetry writing uh, group that always used to drink a beagle and child wear Tolkien used to drink and he was actually uh studied oh, wow. un- he studied under tolkien at st john's university in oxford so uh, <laughs> yeah it's fucking pretty nuts to hear about so I, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, was, right. I, I was told stories about how uh a lot of people assumed it was about all these different things when actually lord of the rings was based on the british working class system and uh yep. how, how the class system works and about how all the different races represent was it during it was because during the war as well wasn't it it was just after that, yeah. That you just after, it. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, was it the First World War or Second World War, wasn't it? Second first. World War, yeah. Or was it, oh, I was can't it second? I think it was I'm pretty second, sure, because yeah. I saw that Tolkien thing with Nicholas Holt, and I'm pretty sure it was the first. But yeah, I might be wrong. Right. I mean, it's Nicholas Holt. I don't know. There might be yeah, yeah. gaps in what I, what I know here. But yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's I, I still find that stuff super, super interesting and stuff. Like, I, I, yeah. I come from Oxford originally, and it's always been... Uh, every time I go back there, seeing all the architecture just inspires me to write music, kind of within our would have been our genre and stuff like that just being in a city steeped in uh in crazy amounts of fiction and just amazing writers constantly it's just yeah. quite inspiring within itself mm-hmm. yeah you're quite lucky in that respect do you ever yeah. think that some of like when you were saying before about people miss not misconstruing but like kind of getting the wrong idea about his words do you ever think that like when you uh write something that people are going to get what you're trying to kind of push forward yes very much very much and uh We've got a song uh, coming out soon. Uh, well, not soon, but we've been writing, and it's all about uh, basically how women were kind of silenced throughout history. Uh, the song is called A Scold's Bridal, which was... Uh, That's cool. something, <laughs> something, well, well it's, uh, I, I assumed that when we were writing the lyrics to it that people were going to perceive it as staunchly anti-feminist, because I know what a lot of metalheads are like and stuff, when in actual fact it is... A feminist, the opposite, basically, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not, not in a as kind of SJW ways as you would expect nowadays and stuff, but it's more just yeah. about how uh, how people were just silenced for their their voice, or even just simply existing. It would be called witches, or even just trying to talk over a man and stuff. So yeah, because that shit was real, man. Like when it you was, oh, yeah. like, it's oh, sort of yeah. like in like a fictional world, but this shit actually does sort of happen in real life. You know, like, it did. A bit it, like, witch burnings and you know fucking all that stuff that's actually happened and then that, that's 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 the scary part is that you can kind of like reflect reality yeah. in the lyrical content that you guys kind of bring precisely and i've I always was... i've always 
wanted to represent that whole kind of British folklore, like witch trial kind of era of uh, the UK and stuff. And just kind of, because the UK has such a rich history. There's so many things going on here that you can embellish mm-hmm. and bring into your own stories and kind of turn around and stuff I was, like that. Like, just, I was going to say, uh, to bolt onto that, the next release is heavily, like, sort of not, I guess, based, but uh, inspired by British history and culture. Yeah. That's quite lucky, the fact that we are, like, kind of on that sort of cusp, because it is accessible, you know, like, all these things about, like, ghosts and dragons and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where from, where it comes, all that shit comes from. So, you know, to kind of have anybody else try to do that, it doesn't quite reflect, because everyone tries to take the piss out of the British, sometimes, anyway. Oh, mate, I I live for it. (laughs) 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 Anytime we've been in other countries, it's been like, oh, would you like a cup of tea, mate? The amount of times I've been asked if I know the fucking queen. It's like, yeah, mate, me and Liz go way back. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're near enough, like, sorted for this. Um, I think we're going to play the last track on the EP, uh, which is the title track on the EP, Forgotten. Um, a symphonic bass fuck of a song. And it really is, it's just, it's just a great track to listen to when you're trying to well, I guess when you're trying to do any gardening, or you're going to the that was the aspiration, mate. When you were doing your gardening, <laughs> so that first guitar lead line when it comes in and all that. Oh, just There's... I want. I just want to weed my. I want to weed my next door neighbor's garden, man. And I've got to fucking hear that stuff. Do some uh, do some sage rituals. Fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, some fresh mint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, so thank you guys so much for fucking coming on and doing this as well. No, um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for uh, having us. You, hopefully the, the future brings kind of, I hope you guys can kind of get out there a lot more soon-ish. Yeah. Um, soon as, like, the fuck, as soon as anybody knows what the hell's going on with the end of the world. Much. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, fucking, yeah, I also can't wait to hear the next release. It's going to be, no, well, it's going to be big, as thank you guys you. say. Um, and yeah, just thanks for your time. This is uh, A Night in the Abyss again, so you guys can check them out on all streaming platforms and uh yeah thanks again